But right, yeah, first of a first of a new series of the N2P podcast where we get real people to tell us their stories um, regarding mental health and their journey through mental health and the positives and what's come out of it and the kind of negatives. I've got a very good friend uh, in with me today on the first episode. Uh, I've got no title for it yet, but I, by the time it comes out, I'll have a, I'll have a title. But um, I've got my friend uh, Brad, Brad Guinness in for the first episode and Brad's going to tell us all about his life, all about his ups and downs with mental health and obviously, um, if you know Brad, he's a very talented, self-published, are you a novelist? Would you call yourself a novelist? I'm, uh, writer, creative writer? I'm verging on that J.K. Rowling money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking for people listening, I can be fair away. Self-published author, I'd like, I'd like to think. Very know. talented writer, he's got um, a few books out there and um, he's going to tell us all about his story. So, like, like, if you're new to the podcast, the pilot episode was us telling us about our early life. So, Brad, like, tell us mm. about your early life. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> where did you grow up? Where did, um, you, where did you live? So, I am a Hazel Road boy. I um, grew up there from an early from an early age. I um, was grew up growing up. I grew up, sorry, with my grandparents and my mum okay. um, mainly. Um, from there, I dipped into Gypsyville a bit when my mum decided to obviously leave my grandparents' house, yeah. um, and then went to Pickering High School, which is now Sirius Academy. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in between Hazel Road and Gypsyville. That's where my youth, if you like, um, sort of was in. That's where I was involved, and. Um, yeah, I'm just a normal whole lad. Hmm. Obviously, I think I think today, in terms of our conversation, I'm here to talk about uh, the mental health problems I've had through the youth up until this very day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. It, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> um. But yeah, first one. Yeah, the first one of your new season. New. It's it's kind of like a series we're going to have on the side of the podcast where mm. I'm going to get obviously real people. That's the whole thing about the mm. podcast, you know. Keep keep it real. But yeah. it's it's just real people, you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get some Instagrammer to come in and tell me yeah. about the story. It's yeah. pointless. People don't relate to it. So I want. Obviously, friends of mine, whoever, or just local people to come in and tell me the story. And mm. so, your kind of upbringing, what was it? Was it like, was it kind of um, normal? How, how was you as a kid? Was you quite <laughs> active? Was you. Yeah, so um, as a kid, I my, my first sort of um, physical activity, if you like, I was doing uh, martial arts at the community centre in Edinburgh Street, which is off Derrick Ave. Yeah. So, I, did, I spent at least four to five years doing that as a kid so in result of that I guess a lot of discipline came from it it was my first experience with any sort of discipline yeah it's where I now where my love for martial arts began we'll get into that later on yeah that's fine I'll <laughs> skip that speaking of which UFC tonight is <laughs> um but yeah and then from there I kind of grew out of martial arts as a kid I think I got to a point where just grow out of it a little bit. Yeah, just grow out of it a yeah. little bit, and then went on to the, the. I think the thing most kids do is like the Sunday league football. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Every got, every, uh, <laughs> every kid wants to be a professional footballer. Yeah, yeah of course, of I course. Did, yeah. Um, so yeah, got into did Sunday league for for so many years, and then um, 
yeah, just bounce between football and martial arts, and that's kind of always been the same up until now. So yeah. it, it consisted of a lot of discipline. Um, I know it sounds daft, but even at a young age, then making me kind of mentally strong and focused. Yeah. Especially from the martial arts aspect of it as well, because as I say, there is a lot of discipline in there to to be on time and to commit yourself to whatever task is put in front of you to pass yeah. certain grades. So yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a structure, isn't it? When you're yeah. when you're, I think that's why a lot of the, a lot of kids obviously go into the the army or something mm. when, they're, when they're a bit younger because mm. they want that kind of structure, don't they? It kind of keeps you. On the straight yeah. and narrow, especially if you've had a bit of a kind of troubled childhood, I would say. Like, obviously, I was bullied at school and stuff. Mm. I never really had that that discipline as a... Yeah, grounding. I never had that discipline yeah. where I could... If I, I reckon if I'd have had a bit of discipline like that, a bit of structure, I think mm. you can kind of work your way out a bit, a little bit. Yeah, well, especially in, in the in the Gypsyville days, um, I found when I when I first moved away from martial arts, because it, it would have been then when I went from... like the What Hes- was it? Judo, karate? Uh, karate. Karate, karate. Yeah. So I went from like the Hesel Road part to um, the Gypsy, obviously moved into Gypsyville and that's yeah. when the martial arts had stopped and there was kind of a gap between me then jumping into Sunday League football. So during that time period, um, because I didn't have that discipline or dis- distraction, if you like, yeah. I kind of found, found myself, don't get me wrong, there was good people there in that little time period in terms of mates from school, but there was also bad people. Yeah. So I found myself getting into a bit was of bother. <laughs> yeah. You're a bit in between them both. I was I was bouncing in between test, <laughs> testing <laughs> the waters. Um, but yeah, I yeah I because I didn't have that um, distraction again and that discipline which had gone. I yeah I was a, a little shit if you like yeah. um, to some to some aspects. But I just dipped into both, um, and then I found at a young age I. It, again, even though it sounds daft at a young age, but I found myself on both ends. I'd been a disciplined, good young lad. And a bit of a dickhead. And then a bit of a dickhead <laughs> as well. So, yeah. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Yeah, I was a bit like that, to be fair. Yeah, I got a bit sidetracked sometimes. Mm. Well, yeah, I think you have to do that, don't you, as a, as a kid? It's, uh, it's part of growing up. It is, yeah. isn't it? You have to be a bit of a dickhead every now and then. Yeah, but, man. Who was your? You mentioned you you, you kind of lived with your grandparents, mm. is that right? So that's correct. Yeah. Going to this a bit later on, obviously, but your mm. kind of father figure was you, yeah, granddad so, or that, yeah. Um, so when I was younger, um, obviously my relationship with my dad now is really really good. Yeah, like best yeah, friends. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, from what obviously from what I remember, um, I used to see him every Sunday, so I didn't have that sort of. Um, connection if you like with him to a point where it is now yeah um obviously i appreciate and understand because i grew up with friends who didn't even see the dad so yeah i've had a few of them i mean you just don't know do you when you're that age obviously i'm super grateful yeah um but at that time that period of time yeah my like my granddad for instance used to take me to karate and he used to obviously used to work hard um for for my grandma and my mum um i saw that growing up um and he taught me a lot of my discipline as well um, and obviously if there was a task for instance at the time being karate to focus on that don't get distracted mm. out with your mates you know if you're a young lad it's a different you've generation, got a little bit of talent then yeah. go for it yeah. but yeah he was he was kind of um, the father figure there and I'm, I'm still at home now I'm still I still live same. with my granddad <laughs> yeah same thing you know it's the same thing obviously. life in it yeah man um, so yeah, in terms of a father figure, definitely when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, as I say, my relationship with my dad now is really, really good. I yeah. can't, I can't yeah. complain. I'm, I'm out with him most weekends. Yeah, I've seen. Getting into bother. Yeah, but... I've seen, yeah. I've seen, yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of your kind of early, early kind of, uh, early kind of days. What was your kind of mental health like there? Did, was was you interested in writing as a, 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 an um, early stage, or did it kind of come with your mental health or anything like that? What was the kind of early signs? Um, the early signs for me, in terms of in terms of my mental health, was again when in that that gap when I think I'll have been about twelve to fourteen, if you like. That gap there. So quite young then, yeah. Yeah, very very young. Yeah. Um, how can I describe this? So in that in that in that time period, obviously the switch from being such a disciplined, um, focused young kid, yeah, easily distracted by the bad things and the stuff. I'd, I'd, there'd be times where I'd be alone, for instance, in my room or wherever I was, and I'd be thinking to myself, I'd be just be sat there like a, a young kid shouldn't be, if you like, just thinking, am I doing the right things? You know, how have I gone from this to that? Yeah. And it was quite, it was quite, the conversations I had were quite heavy with myself for such a young age, especially between 12 and 14. We don't, we don't know what mental health is at that age. Yeah, I, yeah I've been there, yeah. It's, um, tough, it's tough when you're that age, man. So, yeah, I, that, that, I think that was the first sort of little bit of experience for me in terms of dealing with the switch of, Having okay. a bit of discipline. Yeah, just that—that that was the first sort Changing, of switch. You've gone from school, aren't you, to secondary school? Yeah. So there's there's the growth there as well in terms of new experiences and stuff like that. But from that was the first sort of okay, what am I, you know, what am I doing with myself, sort yeah. of thing. I, I don't get me wrong. At that age, I'd never lost someone, um, yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd say from from an early age, it was definitely that. That bouncing for the especially those two years before like I picked up, yeah, until I picked up Sunday League and then that sort of discipline came back, yeah, and groundness came back. So, so moving a bit bit ahead, I mean, with your mental health, hmm. you say it was you, you had a little bit of experience when you was a little bit younger. Did yes. anything kind of when's the kind of next kind of kind of tick off point for you? When did you kind of notice? Kind of, shall we say yeah. things weren't kind of right? Yeah. Did you did you go through anything in college? Any kind of because you you're still quite young. Yeah, I'm yeah, twenty six, man. Yeah, I won't I won't say how old I am, but yeah. I was um, going to ask, but I won't do that to you. I won't do that to you, man. You're, you're, a, you're a puppy to me. Um, <laughs> but was there anything kind of in that kind of period in your kind of early twenties? Um, that kind of you know you're going out with your mates and that kind of thing. And to be fair, to be fair, that I think again going through college. I was always distracted, so I'd always be going out. It's like when my like my prime social time. Yeah, is yeah. Like, it is a bit, yeah. Um, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, I was always out. I was always drinking, getting up to stuff I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> but um, with, I suppose everybody's done that, so there's no big deal there. But um, yeah, I was just always distracted, always distracted. Yeah, I found so myself. I don't think there was, and there was a lot of because we're young and we're that at that age. It was just a lot of positive energy flying yeah. about. So, yeah, as easy as that. As easy as that, man. As easy as that. I used to wait for them texts on a Thursday afternoon at college. Fancy <laughs> be after college. Yeah, go on then. But yeah, I used it, to wait for them. The good, good times, then. Man. Yeah, they're the best times, especially White. That's where I went. I went to Did White you go College. To White? What yeah. you study? I studied film, um, IT, which I do now for my for my job. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it was just mainly film, film and IT, and I dipped into like the sports side of it as well because obviously I like my football. Yeah. So um, shout out to Mark Lucid, good man <laughs> for uh, for looking after me back in those days. Um, Excuse me. But but yeah, um, so there's too many distractions I think through the through the college phase. Um, but this after the college phase, I suppose obviously I was seeing a girl as well. I was seeing a girl called just this was just before college called Nina. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just before college, I, I was seeing this girl called called Nina. I was very close with her. Um, for anybody who knows me, they know, obviously, the sort of experience I had with her. Um, again, going through the pram social time. Was this the first kind of serious uh, kind of thing? or Kind of, kind of. We was, we was young. Were you Facebook so. exclusive? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> MySpace. If I, MySpace, <laughs> MySpace exclusive. <laughs> Best friend. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, so obviously I had that close connection to her and I always find if I ever get involved with someone like that, obviously even after that connection's still sort of sort of yeah, there, those feelings that, are still there. Yeah, I get that. Um, so yeah, it which goes into two thousand fifteen now. Yeah, it'll have been two thousand fifteen. Quite recent. Very well, yeah, it'll be in twenty twenty one. And I always remember being at... So this is the second dip now. This is the second dip into to my sort of... So you had that kind of early kind of wobble, kind of early yeah. teens, and then you kind of went through it, and then this is a big kind of... This is the first... Kicking the bollocks. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. So I always remember being at my best mate's party, Charlie, um, at the Polar Bear um, in Hull, and... Obviously, everybody's in good spirits. It's another college night. <laughs> college night. Um, everybody's in good spirits. Everybody's buzzing. Um, he's having a great time. And I receive a phone call off my dad, who obviously is a, fu- uh, a funeral director. And I'm think- looking at my phone thinking, why on earth is he ringing me at this this sort of time? Like, what's he doing? Yeah. He's usually on the piss himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he rang me and said, Brad... Um, I've just got, um, I'm just at a, a site at the moment, a suicide site, in fact. And I was like, right, okay, why are you ringing to tell me this? And he says, oh, well, it's a young girl, and I'm just curious if you if you know her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, go ahead, what, what, what's her name? And then he said, Nina, so-and-so. Yeah. And I remember just pausing for at least 10 minutes stood by myself. I eventually I sat down in the corner, no one bothered me. And I was literally staring at my phone and he obviously he was asking me if I was okay. Uh, I just said, I'll call you back. And then that's when I was in that sort of scenario where do I, t- cause Charlie knew her as well. So I was like, should I tell Charlie and, and potentially ruin his birthday night? <laughs> or should I just, leave it be, keep the thoughts to myself and not tell him and let him find out by himself. Because um, I knew he was going to find out anyway because she well, was a well, very yeah, popular yeah, girl. Of course you were, yeah. um, and the way he found out was, I remember being sat there and he came in and he asked me, are you all right, Brad? Is everything okay? And Because he, he knew, he could tell. And I said, Charlie, look, I'm going to tell you something. I don't mean to, to ruin your, your birthday and like I do but... Nina, who we both know, um, has passed away. My dad's just confirmed it on the phone. And I remember sat down with him and we both had the same same body language, same thoughts, yeah, same I mean, everything. What, just do, you, like, what do you do? 
Yeah, I, we, we just paused. We just, as you've said before, <sighs> we just zombied, yeah. zombied out. And just um, that was the first, in terms of losing a person, even though me and Nina wasn't close at the time, obviously, of a death. There was still, still that, has, yeah, man. You, have, you have that connection with a person, don't you? And once it once it goes so suddenly like yeah. that, yeah. I just remember for the next few days, just thinking, well, if it can happen to this girl who who is beautiful, has everything going for her, you know, appears. If you're not looking at, as I've said before, if you're not looking at someone from a from speaking to them in person, you're obviously watching them from a social media mm, side, which is just the reality. Yeah. That, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And from her side, obviously, everything looked great. You would assume everything was fine. Clearly, it wasn't. And, yeah, I just remember thinking for a few days. I, I always remember thinking, well, if it can happen to her, it can happen to me. It could happen to anyone. And then I felt, for someone who's, someone like me who's very proud and, you know, very... Man's man. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, at least I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> big softy, really. Um, I felt vulnerable myself just from that. Yeah. experience I, I was questioning a lot of things I was doing like any sort of negativity that came into my life during those days I was thinking Rattles fuck, it fuck. Up, the first thing that came to my mind automatically was Nina I was just like yeah. shit 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 um, yeah and obviously and that, that was the that was the second or the main the first main the if you like big trigger early, yeah, early on yeah so again still young at 20 21 yeah, really? yeah. So I yeah I just remember just thinking fucking hell, like and obviously I was upset I was sad, and then um, we got we got an invite to the funeral um, as well which was obviously heartbreaking disgusting, yeah it, it's absolutely gross yeah they're disgusting yeah um, and to be fair we all paid our respects I went with the boys who who knew Nina um, and it was just you you are speechless well I was anyway in my yeah. experience. I remember when I went to my mates, it's it's just horrible. I, I had a very similar situation to you when I lost my first, when I lost my mate, the, the first one. Um, I was, we used to, I used to kind of, I mentioned before, I used to be a semi, semi-popular DJ. Mm. Um, <laughs> used to do a radio show, I used to record a radio show and I went to yeah. the nightclub, I can affirm and I went into the studio, started recording and my phone went off, went, oh, sorry boys, let's go take this, it's, it's, it's a friend of mine. So I went outside, took it and went, oh, um, I sat down and I went, well, no, I mean, I'm just at Mike and FM at a minute. Um, mm. Like, what's going on? I went, oh, um, just found so-and-so, like, uh, he's, he's, he's dead. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one. <laughs> mm. It's just some kind of sick joke. Like. Yeah, yeah. And he went, no, no, no he's found him, yeah, he's, he's, he's dead, killed himself. And I was like, fuck, mate. And you just go like... How old was you at this point? Similar? Yeah. Early 20s, yeah. This, obviously, I went through bullying at school and I, 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 I've had... My mental health started when I was younger, eight, nine, ten, yeah. eleven, really. And but you just you don't know, do you? like you just feel a bit down. Age, you have no idea. Do you? Yeah, you just no you idea. just feel a bit down, don't mm. you? And then um, yeah, I got that phone call. Went back into the studio and they went, "Fucking, what's up with you?" Like mm. I was like, "Oh, so I've just found my friend." Like mm. I went, "Oh, right." And then we just, I just like like you say, I just went into this zombie sort. I just glazed over yeah. and just just forgot about it, and like it was just horrendous and. I think that kind of that really did that kickstarted my mental health big time after that. Like I really struggled to deal with that. I still do now. Like yeah, it still yeah. affects me to this day. Mm. It's really really bad. So how did how did you kind of get through that? Did you? 
Um, you, how was your friendship circle? Did you talk to your friends? Yeah, absolutely. Did you um, kind of band together and yeah, kind of go through it together? Yeah. We, in, this, in this scenario, yeah, absolutely. There was conversations days after the funeral um, where we just talked about it. We we used, we kind of knew what she, obviously we knew what she was like anyway, and she just wanted us to, in, in my opinion, if I had a conversation with her now, she would have just wanted me to celebrate yeah. in, in her name and just enjoy life because obviously... It, it's as cliche as it sounds it could go like that so yeah we just celebrated in her name continue to whenever she's brought up or we're in an area which obviously we remember her in yeah um but yeah so it was it was mainly staying in that staying in the group conversations and just address coming to terms with the situation and just celebrating in her name um, as she would have wanted, yeah. or I'd like to think she would have wanted. Yeah. So there's no obviously there was no point more, like crying over it continuously because she would have probably just said, "Brad, come on, come, come on, man, <laughs> pull yourself together." Yeah, yeah. So did you ever? I mean, it's a soft question. If mm. anyone knows, or obviously listening, yeah. I do apologise. Did you ever find out the full details? Yeah. Um, you don't have to obviously. No, no, I, 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 I didn't. To be fair, I, I would that really help? It didn't help me. Nah, I think it's irrelevant. because you have so many questions, mate. I just think it's. I think it's irrelevant. I just think the way I will just remember Nina the way I remember her. And that yeah, that's, I, like, that's what. I, that's what I'd like to think. Like, yeah. obviously, I, I, we found out afterwards. Hmm. Um, it's almost on a kind of out, outer kind of friendship circle. We found out afterwards. It didn't really help. To be fair, yeah. I just think it's easily solvable. Yeah, well, Do you know what I mean? the the thing is, if I if I'd have known. What she was going through back then, it's the same with anybody, anybody I'm absolutely, close with. Yeah, absolutely, if I'd have yeah. known back then that she was because I always remember as well, I always remember when I was down Princess Avenue, I'd seen her like it must have been at least a month before what happened happened. And again, she I think she was out with a bloke and, and some other people, and she looked she looked fine, she looked yeah, like she was having a good time, give her a wave, yeah. you know. I again, we want that close. Then at that point in time, um, we kind of drifted, which is just what happens. It's life, isn't it? Um, and I remember seeing her, and I remember thinking, you know, yeah, she looks beautiful as ever. She's killing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, if I'd have known, it, it's for. But that's the it's only for, thing. It's, it? it's the only thing. Like if I'd have known, I'd have pulled her aside and gone, look, Nina, is everything okay? Yeah. No, no, she'd have gone. Yeah, everything's fine, bud. Everything's fine. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Come on. I had that with like, with everyone, every my two mates who sadly gone. I had I had that I had we was out on the weekend, the the weekend before. And you kinda of think maybe was that him was that him saying goodbye? Mm. Uh, the first one, Scott. You just think he's come for a beer and he was oh he's brilliant, he was on top form, he was he was the funniest kid out, honestly. Mm. So funny. And I just think you look back now and go from what we found out afterwards, you think that's probably him having a drink with the lads saying, see you later. Yeah. And then uh, Luke, I had the same. I was on a random night out. I went through my divorce and a friend of mine went, come on, let's go out. Let's just fucking, let's get out of the house and let's go yeah. out for a drink. Took me to Piper. Well, I don't know why I was in Piper, mm. but took me to Piper. And then just looking across Piper and I locked out, I just fucking locked eyes with him from across the, from across the pub. And I was like, fucking hell, it's Luke. I yeah. seen yeah. him came fucking running over. Give me the biggest <laughs> squeeze. And I was like, oh, mate, so good to see you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Arranged, um, arranged to, well, you just lose 
he lose contact with friends, mm, don't you, mm. over time and stuff, and kept in touch with him over social media and stuff, <clears> and then just locked eyes, gave me a big squeeze, and said, oh, so good to see you, and then arranged to go for a coffee in the next couple of weeks, and then obviously we never got a chance to, but you, I've, I, I just I just always say I'm so thankful that I've got a chance to say goodbye, goodbye do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. if I hadn't... So, so Luke then, Luke, I think, was Luke... Um, did he like associate himself around like Princess Avenue and there was he Luke yeah he was, was he a musician ba- yeah he was in there in a, a band Daily Doors I used to, I always used to if I ever used to get gigs I always I always I've come back if ever used to get gigs where like yeah. anybody was needed I used to I always always to put his band on and stuff like mm. that and we used to we met at, um, we used to work for French Connection. And my first day, I got put in the stockroom with him, and we just started chatting. Found we had music in common. We knew people, knew people. We so we just stayed friends from that. And then obviously you do lose contact over time, and it's life, and it you mm. kind of drift apart from people. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's really sad, really, really sad. But it's just it, that's the thing with with things like that. You're just left with why and yeah. Why? Like, yeah. why? But again, if like me with Nina, if you'd have known... Or if I, with, with, with Scott, if I'd have known, I would have tried. But then it's that, it's that time, it's that generation thing, it's that time of, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Well, up to kind of modern day now, it's... It's actually, the greatest sentence and it's the greatest disguise to... The greatest, the greatest ever achievement with mental health is pretending you're all right. Yeah. It's putting on that face, putting on that mask and saying, yeah, I'm fine. Mm. When really, like... Nah, I wish I'd have said something. Yeah, but you can't live your life like that. No, unfortunately, you, no. you, you've just got to say, right? Do you know what it is? What it is? Remember, remember them wherever they are. Yep. And letting them inspire you to, to like, I wouldn't have done this if it hadn't been for. Yeah, exactly. Stuff happened yeah. Before, do you know what I mean? I want to inspire yeah. people to come out and have a chat. And mm. can you imagine sat in front of a microphone, what two or three years ago? No, no, no chance. No. Never Spent talking about this topic. Yeah, no, absolutely no, no chance. Absolutely no. No if I was doing a UFC fight companion, perhaps. oh mate, here every every Sipping day, some <laughs> yeah, yeah. So see you tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you tonight. Yeah. Um, so that was your kind of first dip into yes, a big kind of moment in your life. Yeah. So you you kind of move on from that. So when when was the next one that kind of yeah, so kicks the, you in your other bollock? Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next one was this. This for me in terms of my darkest days if you like with mental health this was sort of the beginning of the the end so what i mean by that is this is where it really started this next one so this one wasn't so much with me this was this is going to sound this is different so this is where um this is me looking at someone who's going through the motions and me then trying to help and assist them whilst also affecting me yeah so on this scenario um, oh, excuse me, I am dying. It's by the fine, way. it's fine. You, you <laughs> I'm full of that hazmat suit on. <laughs> He's bad, man. I'm take dying. it off, take it off. <laughs> I am dying. Carry on. Yeah, it was my. Um, so it was I obviously I have two two sides of the family. So I have the Guinness side and I have the Fox side. The Fox side is my mum's. The Guinness side is my dad's. Yeah. Um, and this one was my grandma Guinness. So, um, I can't. Remember, I think I was at home at the time when I obviously received the call to say that she was she wasn't very well, um, and and then she obviously she'd passed away, um, and we knew this. There was some there was some sort of build was... up, yeah. But 
again, when it, make comes, it easier, when it comes, no. it's like you still don't. No, it doesn't make it easier, but you kind of yeah prepare yourself a little bit easier yeah. than from what you went through. But where it was sudden. But with her personality, it was one of those where I just thought the, the woman was immortal. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. she was, she was, a, she was a don. She was, yeah. she was the, you know, everybody. The best way to describe her was she was almost like the godfather of the family. Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah, so obviously I received the call, went to Hull Royal, and then it first hit me when I saw my dad there by obviously by her side. Um, I remember bursting out crying. And the main thing that was going through my head at the time, I was looking at my dad, someone who is, has never cried in front of me before, someone who's strong-willed, positive all the time, obviously given his job. Yeah. Um, and he was completely broken. And yeah. for me to see that for the first time, I was think, I just remember thinking, oh my, I'm going through the same thing again where I'm thinking, oh shit, if it can happen to Nina, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Now I'm looking at a guy who... I'd never seen him that way before. Yeah. And then he's broken in front of me. And then, so this is where, where I mentioned earlier about me looking at someone and it also affected me. So this was, this was in summer 2017 and this went on until December 2017. So he had those few months there where he kind of relied on me for, for that extra support. Um, and I always remember Christmas Day, it would have been his first Christmas, because she was born on Christmas Day. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So on Christmas Day, he used to obviously spend the day with her, oh, along with, with, the, with the entire family. Um, and I remember staying with him, um, on the, obviously the night of Christmas Eve, went out for a few drinks. And I've done, I've kept that tradition ever since. Even yeah. now, even till last Christmas, I've stayed over with him. Yeah. Just because, obviously, it's a, a super emotional time for him. It is for me as well. Obviously, she was my grandma. Yeah. Um, she had a lot of grandkids as well who are also in the same boat as me, I imagine. Um, but yeah, that that was the that, that was the first time where, obviously, anybody who has that relationship with a grandma, you you know, it is. I mean, if you're, like, I mean, you grew up with your with your grandparents, didn't you? Do you yeah. Know what I mean? You have so, that attachment to them. So, well, with my grandma Guinness, I my only regret with my grandma Guinness is that I didn't. I almost didn't see her enough. Obviously, my grandma Fox I was very close with because yeah. I grew up with her. But my grandma Guinness, I would see, like, again, going back to it, every Sunday I would see my dad. So that's the opportunity when I would go and see her. So my only regret with my grandma Guinness is that I didn't see her enough. Yeah. Almost. Um, that's why now I'm so, like with my granddad, for instance, I'm so keen to see him and so... Yeah. You know, making the most of the time, obviously, what he's got left, if you like. Um, but that that is my only regret there. But in terms of the beginning of, like, the darkest days, if you like, that's when it began <coughs> with my grandma Guinness. Yeah. Um, because I saw the impact it had on my dad, someone who was strong-willed, positive, and it completely broke him. Yeah. And I, remember, I always remember thinking, what chance do I have if a person yeah. who's... You know, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just remember. It, so you kind of struggled it with. It sucked, man. It, it sucked. But it's that thing of, it's that regret of time, isn't it? Like, yes. I, I, uh, yeah, <clears> absolutely. I, I think now, like my grandparents and stuff, like obviously, you get dragged along to go see them, don't you, when you're mm. when you're younger and mm. stuff, and you just don't cherish their moments with those type of people yeah. in your life. And, and my granddad was quite uh, like my dad tells me all the time. Like my my granddad, he used to work for, he was in the he was in the navy, fought in the war, that kind of thing, and. He was um he was uh 
a delivery driver for for Bass Brewery. <laughs> so my dad used to dine out on that. Yeah. All the, he used to go to all the, the event. He went to all the cricket, all the rugby. He used mm. to hang out with all the players because yeah. my granddad used to provide all the beer. Yeah. So you get to hear these stories now, and you think, "Oh, I wish I'd have sat for half an hour and just spoke to my granddad or my, or my nana about her, the days in the war and stuff like that, mm. and what she did and stuff." And you just don't when you like when you're what uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, you just don't yeah. think like that, do you? And then now yeah. you go, oh, "Bastard!" Yeah. I really wish I'd have spent more time. More time. I really do. That that is my one one regret with with her because the way she was, like a personality, I I'd, I was always told stories about yeah. her. And I just think, like, why did I not just sit and have those conversations with her? Obviously, I had conversations with her, but not the ones I should have had as well. Yeah. Um. So that is that's my only regret. My my only regret with my grandma Guinness is that I didn't spend as much time as I probably should have with yeah. what you should with a grandma, I guess. Yeah. Um. So there was a lot of regret for me in that time period. There was a lot of is regret. Is that what you come out with that with? A lot of regret yeah and absolutely kind of beat absolutely. yourself up yeah. and so then obviously my 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 focus then if you like obviously my grandma fox was still alive my granddad is still alive and my focus with them was increased if you like yeah time, just yeah. straight on them and just yeah. spending the most with them because during this time period my grandma fox was also very ill as well so obviously my mindset was go to my grandma fox and just make up make up that time don't make the same mistake yeah um and that's what i did which probably made it harder <laughs> yeah um I can imagine, but yeah. but it was a necessary evil if you like to get to get close to her and just obviously go through those stages where i'm gonna so have do, good memories do you, think that, do you think that helped you kind of cope with it a bit better no <laughs> honestly no no not all um because with with my grandma Fox, obviously I don't. We'll lead into this, but yeah, we're going to. With with my grandma Fox, I was a lot close. Obviously, just because I'd been brought up by her, I was a yeah, lot closer. Yeah. So I wasn't really prepared. Obviously, I know I went through what I went through with my grandma Guinness, but I was kind of like that was kind of, my dad was kind of the primary. I was the secondary in terms of like who it impacted the most, if you like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this time I was the coming up to it. I was the primary, but um, yeah, I was still obviously upset, devastated. But the main thing out of that was regret of time. Yeah, I just that that is my only regret. So how did it. you deal with that? Um, did you tell anybody? Did you go? I, I you, or did you just? Well, this is where my mum comes into it. My mum. Did you just kind of go? The person uh, missing in all this conversation is my mum. My mum is even to this day is my rock. Yeah. Um, like honestly, without her, I'd be absolutely fucked. I've had many Same. conversations. <laughs> I've had many conversations with mum. Excuse me. Where, yeah, where I wouldn't with other people. So, yeah. uh, my mum is my absolute rock, and that's how I got through the Grandma Guinness thing. And I had private conversations with so her. Just her. talking about yeah, it, getting absolutely. it out there. And... Absolutely, I'm a person who likes to talk. I'm a person yeah. who likes to talk about it. Um, I was in that time period anyway. Yeah. So the conversations with my mum, conversations with other the other grandkids. I'm very close to my cousin Jamie, um. So there was conversations there as well, and that's how I dealt with it, just by talking about it, being open with it with yeah. people closest to me. You know, I didn't feel ashamed. I didn't feel embarrassed. I just it it was what it was, yeah. and I just I just talked about it because I had to. So we're gonna move on to something else. Yes, but I think we'll have 
two minutes. Do you want another coffee? Do you want a drink? Or Absolutely not. I'm going to go for a wee as well. It's Americana. <laughs> it might escalate into somewhere else. But... <laughs> I need to take my paracetamol and have a locket. <laughs> Refreshed. Round two. Round two. Coffee number two. <laughs> I've got a strepsil. <laughs> wow. I feel like, yes. Wow. <laughs> might, stop, might, stop, might stop me coughing. Wow. There's guys but, uh, in suits outside. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I'm in a world of pain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Brad. So, we talked about your, your grandma Guinness. Yes. And how you kind of dealt with that and mm-hmm. you found talking about it and kind of having a, kind of keeping the family together kind of thing, like mm. bonding people together. Mm. What's you, what's you writing at this time? So, yeah, I started writing, um, the first day I ever started writing anything was on January, um, January 2017. And so, yeah, I was, I was into my third book at this point. Um, I was into, I did a Velaxo trilogy and then yeah. I was, but just, just talking about my writing aside, I mean, my, when I go back to distractions again, writing for me throughout the entire course of going through this mental health thing has been not only it's a passion of mine but it's also been a, a great distraction um, <laughs> as well because when I when I go into my writing when I when I have that distraction I'm in obviously I'm in my zone I'm doing I'm yeah. doing my own thing but it blocks out any sort of negativity so like if I've had a shit day at work or if I've just had a shit day in general I can go into my writing and I can focus on that and yeah, it, it, it's helped me from that aspect. So obviously it's easy to see me promoting my writing thinking, yeah. you know, yeah, he loves his stories and his yeah. books and his films or whatever. But the, the other side of that... There's an actual purpose to it, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like, and people deal with it in their own way, don't they? But, and people have yeah. their own distractions. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, for me, writing, there's, it's a two-sided coin. For, for me personally... Yeah. Obviously, you guys only get to see the part of oh, Brad loves it. It's his passion. He's <laughs> bragging about it. Or well, whatever, that's the but... big thing. I like. I always say is, is find a passion in life. It, mm. it, it, like you say about distraction. When I was when I was really struggling after my divorce, we, we met at the gym. Yes. Um, yes. Good times. It was good times, mate. Yeah, I always remember. Yeah. I mean, met... I, my body's changed slightly. <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> but, uh... So we met at the gym, and it was it was my first kind of first few weeks at the gym, and we, yes. and we got chatting. But I found that. I found that my distraction. Mm. I always find if you find a passion in life, yeah. that's the thing with mental health. Try and vision it. You know, like Venom, yes. the, the film Venom. Yes. It kind of, if you don't deal with it mm. and accept it, it does envelop you, doesn't it? And yeah, it just takes yeah, over your mind absolutely. and takes over your emotions. Absolutely. And if you don't nip it in the bud, well, not nip it in the bud, but if you don't put something in place that distracts you from that, yeah. you can just go further and further down. And yeah. I found the gym is my passion and it helps me deal with. Which you look great, by the way. I'm, no, I'm trying at, my even, best. Even though you're dying, I'm very jealous of her. You know, he's sat naked, by the way. I'm joking. I'm joking. Just in a pair of shorts. Um, um, yeah. So you found writing is, is a passion, is it? But it has yes. a double-edged sword. Of it yes. kind of gets everything out, doesn't it? Mm. It's that creative thinking and yeah. It what it was. Yeah. For obviously, yours is the gym. Mm. Uh, well, I would assume from yeah. what, from what I see and here. Um, so I mean, I obviously went through the motions with you at the gym. Yeah, so yeah. proactive. Yeah. Obviously, a great gym. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you have a passion and if you have, you know, that don't necessarily you don't have to necessarily use it as a distraction. Yeah. But it does help. Absolutely. It, well, it helped me absolutely. I in that. So it just. 
for me, what writing did for me and still does for me now, any sort of negativity that flies in, if I go to that place of my passion, what negativity? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what, do yeah. what I mean? So, um, so did you, so your writing kind of helps you kind of deal with stuff and mm, get mm. work stress. You have a quite stressful job. You, yeah, haven't we all do? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a stressful yeah. kind of high in, intensive job yeah. and obviously your writing kind of helps you with that. And mm. But did it help you with what we're going to come to next is your kind of, the, the big kind of key point in your life that um, um, you, your granddad got a little bit ill. And... Yeah, so so if I go, well, I'll just jump straight into it. I guess, yeah, yeah, might yeah. as well. <laughs> um, so obviously summer 2017 to... Christmas 2017, I went through the motions with my dad and my grandma Guinness. I've been there for him, which is weird, obviously, because you'd like you'd think it was the other way around. You'd obviously yeah. the dad looking after the son or, or whatever it was. Um, and at the same time, I was also going through the motions of my grandma Fox being seriously ill. Um, and then obviously we're in 2018 now, and because I, I live with her. It gradually, obviously, I see, I saw that every day the decline of yeah, her it's health. Tough, that, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, when my grandma Fox, just for those listening, is she was um, again anybody who's got a relationship with a grandparent will know this, but they're like a best friend, they're like the, a, a mum in the own yeah. way. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and especially when you live with them as well. I know obviously people go and visit the grandparents, but obviously I grew up with mine and obviously I live with mine. I still I still do technically. Um, and this was the person who, my grandma Fox was the person who was there every morning before I went to work, wishing me a good day. And just daft little things like that. And when I came home, she'd want to hear if I had a shit day or a good day. And it would sit with me. Um, any big decisions with my writing or anything like that. Yeah. My biggest fan, biggest supporter. So this is the type of person and relationship I had with her. And obviously watching that decline of her every single day was tough. It, it really it, it really was tough. And obviously for my mum as well, who is who is my rock. My mum's the person mm-hmm. I rely on to support me. So yeah. to see it impact her as well. I mean, when you, when you see that and then you go to work and do your normal job or if I meet friends for a drink, you're not getting someone who's 100%. But they don't know that. Obviously, they don't know that. Unless yeah, they don't, do they? Like, so yeah. it goes back to that thing of assumption again. So, oh, yeah, Brad's here. He's buzzing. He's, he's you know, it's Brad. He's, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. they have no idea what the reality yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. As soon as I leave them. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. So my my sort of life in that period was I'd go out and have this positive energy, positive energy, positive energy with the positive people, and then I'd come home, and then it'd go. It's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? Negative again. Yeah. And um, that's no one's fault. It's just it's the way it is. So, so now we come to April two thousand eighteen. Um, my dad's still going through the motions of course it's still fresh from my grandma Guinness um, and I remember my I'm going to ramble on a bit yeah, just yeah, to, so, <laughs> um, so this is this is where it, it really kicks in now so April 2018 the boys wanted to go to Dublin Ireland um, for, a birth, for my birthday weekend so we went and at this point I knew 
my grandma had gone into hospital. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so she'd got, she'd gone into hospital, but because she'd gone into hospital so many times before, my mindset was that, yeah, she'll, she'll go in hospital, she'll recover. And Same she'll kind of out. thing, she'll come out in a few days. Yeah. And... So I was just like, I'll get back from Ireland, from Dublin, and I'll come home and she'll be sat there again doing what she normally does. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. What did you get? What did you get up to? And then I'd be sat there talking to her. And I remember April the 6th was my birthday, is my birthday, and um, I'd been out on the, obviously on the lash. Um, Dublin's a great place and I remember (laughs) (laughs) very good place if you want to go and get pissed Um, and I remember waking up on the on the 7th the morning of the 7th and I'd received a foot well first of all I received a text at 7 o'clock in the morning off my mum saying don't forget when you come home bring bring back loads of like leprechauns and whatever else Mm. for your grandparents so they can add a souvenirs from your travels um, in the house and I was just looked at my phone and was like oh, yeah fuck it yeah whatever mum yeah, put yeah. the phone down and then I remember my phone buzzing like two hours later absolutely going off like mad and I was thinking who the fuck is trying to ring me at this time like what, what? Yeah, yeah. picked up the phone and it was my mum and my mate who I was sharing a room with was fast asleep he was none the wiser um, and my mum was like have you got a minute and I knew instantly yeah you know don't you yeah, yeah, yeah straight away straight away straight away and I could hear, I could hear my dad and my, my uncle and other family members in the background. I was thinking, what the fuck is going on? And then she just, just went with it straight away and just said, look, your grandma's passed away. And the same, the same thing happened when I found out about Nina. Yeah. So I had the zombie moment and it didn't kick in at first. It like, there was, <coughs> there was a delay. There was a massive delay. And I'm thinking... I remember being walking up and down the corridor because I'd left the room. Again, I was completely blank. I couldn't even think of a memory with her. I couldn't think of anything. I was just completely blank. And the thing, to, to this day, to the, obviously the boys who are going to listen to this, um, who I was with, still don't know that I found that out on that day. Yeah. Which might come as a bit of a shock to them. Um, but... So for the remainder of the day, which is going to sound weird, obviously I didn't tell them, but for the remainder of the day, obviously I spent, I, I retreated to, to booze. So my alternative thought, there fuck was, it. fuck it, yeah. You was in the worst place as well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I just resorted to booze. There was none the wiser. They just assumed, oh yeah, Brad's, it's his birthday weekend. He's just getting pissed. Um, but if one of them actually sat for a moment and observed. It's a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously they wouldn't. That that and that's fine. They wouldn't do yeah. that though because they just assume it's one of those situations where it's your birthday. But I never, I never told, I never told them, man. I never. I, 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 do I regret that I didn't tell them? No, I don't. I, I don't. What do you think? What what do you, what do you think would have happened? Similar to what you had with, think, with your friend with Nina, would you just say? No, I, I think. Or would you try and arrange to come back? Or? Well, this is the this is one of the things my mum mentioned. She was like, "Do you want to come back early?" And I was like, no, because my grandma now and me would have told me to fuck off and <laughs> continue. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think what would have happened if I'd have probably told them, they'd have just gone off my lead, if you like. They would have just gone, Brad, what do you want to do? Yeah. Because um, they're good lads. So they just said, what, Brad, what do you want to do? Um, but yeah, I never told them. And then when it, re- this is, when it really sunk in was with the first time I'd come home. Um, and I remember walking through the door 
my granddad was sat in silence, complete silence, where he sits on the, on the right hand side when you come in. And my mum was there. My mum just burst out crying and obviously just went through that little bit with her. Yeah. Completely broken because it's the first time I'd come back. And then when it really fucking hit me was when I looked in the corner where my grandma oh, always sits, she's gone, not there. Yeah. And then that's when it really kicked in. I had to go out in the garden, just take a few minutes. Um, and this was this was the beginning of probably what was the, the shittest year, the darkest year of my so life that, so like far. 2018? So, 2018. The write-off. The complete fucking write-off. Complete right. I'm sorry, by my language, but complete right off. Um, it was an absolute tragic, tragic fucking year for me, anyway. So that that that's a massive trigger in your life, isn't it? So yeah. you kind of a massive kind of influence on your life from an early day to mm. to obviously even now, even now, massive influence on mm. your life, and that's not there anymore. So mm. what what kind of happened then in that in that year? What? Yeah. So did you go to? What was your kind of lowest point? How how did you get there? So what had happened was um, it just built up day by day. So every every obviously every morning from that from that moment onwards, I remember waking up and thinking it went from this is shit, this is shit, this is shit. She's not there. To now I'm depressed. Now I'm depressed. Now I'm depressed. Yeah. To do I even want to be here? Do yeah. I even want to? Did be you start here? thinking like that? Yeah. So I, so this is my this is my mindset now of thinking. I'm seeing my mum, who is absolutely broken. I've just gone from seeing my dad, absolutely broken, and that's still sore. So now I'm yeah. dealing with two grandparents who have passed away, and I'm looking at a mum and dad, who are complete, who are just still wounded. Especially yeah. my mum, more so because obviously it's recent. Um, and that for me, I'm not, I'm now in the mindset of thinking, I've just lost a mum in her own right. I've lost a best friend. And I, I'm just like, again, goes back to the daft little things of waking up in the morning, she's not there. Coming home from work, she's not there. Something no, great has just happened in my life and she's not there. It's that routine, isn't it? Yeah. Your routine. The routine's gone. And I remember thinking it did get to the point of, do I even want to be here? Like I'd go out on a weekend and drink, but it was almost like pointless drinking. So my first... Is that um, how you coped with it then? Yeah, so my first point of call... At the beginning was booze mm. and just getting absolutely trolled off my face. And I should have known better because of my mindset from when I was younger. I should have known better to say, Brad, don't resort to the yeah. drink. Talk about it. You've talked about it previously. Absolutely, Why can't yeah, you, know? you, did, you did that Why before. can't you know? Why, yeah. What's changed? What was different? So I think because it was more personal is the wrong word. I think it's just because of how close I was with that person. Um. For, again, for anybody who knows what the relationship's like with a grandparent. Yeah. I think especially if, if you... I know a lot of people are in the situation you was where you mm. are kind of brought up by... Yes. Your grandparents yeah. were big influences on your life. Mm. So, I mean, in 2018, I mean, the, the next part that happened for me is I got into a relationship with a girl, which I probably shouldn't have. Um, you reckon? I, I definitely shouldn't have. I shouldn't even be thinking about a relationship in that in that time period. My my priority should have been for me elsewhere. It should have been looking after my mum or spending more time at home. Um, but I got into a relationship with a girl. Um, you could argue that I almost use it as another distraction. 
Yeah. Because I attempted writing. I, I tried, obviously I thought, right, okay, the booze, you've done that now. You've had your blowout. You've had your multiple blowouts um, with whatever else. And um, try resort to writing. It worked for you last time. Why not try yeah. it? So now I'm relying on my passion. Yeah. Didn't work. Mm. So now I'm thinking, fucking hell. So if boozing, booze is great, but it's temporary, and my passion, which is the permanent thing, is no longer working as well. So let's use the relationship. Let's try. Let's try that. Let's see what happens with that. Obviously, which isn't very fair on the girl um, yeah. involved. Um, I did like. Don't get me wrong. I I, I like the girl. Very beautiful girl. Very attractive girl. Great person. Um, but. Yeah, it, it, that wasn't. didn't that didn't help either. That didn't <coughs> that didn't help either. Um, ended up breaking up with the girl because she. The problem was in these first few months, I couldn't commit hundred percent to anything. So that includes my job. That includes my writing. That includes spending time with friends. Did you change your job then? That's what you did. Didn't, you so that, you changed your job as yeah, well. Yeah. So in two thousand eighteen, I'd lost what I technically call a mum. I'd lost. Well, my job was on the way out. I, I, I did lose it eventually in, in December, so I, I quit eventually because they, I got to a point with my job where um, they knew something wasn't right. So they gave me an alternative, which I wasn't very happy with, and I'm very open to speak about it. But, um, yeah. And so I lost my job. Couldn't stop writing. So everything was gone. So all um, your all your kind of coping mechanisms, you you go um, now, you're writing. Everything gone. Everything just everything went on, gone. on the on the shit heap and then Yeah, so what's that leave you with though? Like So the final thing I relied on was my mum. Yeah. The rock. I, I that that's the last thing. Uh, like my mum throughout this entire story has been absolutely sad. She she still is to this day, probably always will be. I mean when that day comes, fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah. Pin the man down. Hopefully this podcast will still be going. <laughs> um, yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Um, but, um, so, at that point, obviously, I couldn't even have a conversation with my mum properly because she was in that same mindset as me. And I always remember, like, it got to a point where it got really, really dark where I couldn't cope with it anymore, especially after losing, obviously, what was happening with my job. Like, so not only was I waking up, she wasn't there, not only did I go to my job and didn't enjoy it and knew that I was eventually going to be fired if I didn't get my act together, <laughs> I'd then come home and she wasn't there again. Yeah. I'd then try and start writing. That didn't work. So everything I was used to, I'd just gone down the shit shitter. Yeah. So everything was negative. I didn't speak to anyone, which I usually would because I'm reliant on my mum and my mum was in the wrong mindset. And I didn't think at the time anybody would be able to... Snap you out of it. Yeah, I just didn't think anybody would be able to. And then it got dark Sorry. and dark. It's all right, man. It got dark and dark. Killing me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just got dark and dark and dark. And then I drove to, um, I remember one night. So you, my right, so you got to, I just want to, yeah. before stop you jump me, in. Stop me, stop me. I just want to get to this point. So yes. you, everything you was trying wasn't working. Correct. So... Everything was it was just a build up, wasn't it? It was yeah. one thing after another, and yeah. one thing after another, and one thing after another. So, Correct. I just want to go into like this next point. Yeah, I think it's really important. So you got to, would you say the the, the lowest of the yeah. low? Did yeah, you, yeah. 
So what was your kind of mindset around that kind of point? So at that point, um, well, if I give you the scenario of what happened, so I remember just needing a break one night and I was I was upset anyway. I remember crying as I was actually driving the car to um, the country park in underneath the Humber Bridge. Okay. I was crying my eyes out. Um, I was listening to songs which were played at my grandma's funeral. Ouch. Yeah, I was I was in a really bad fucking way, man. Um, and I remember just driving there. And I remember there's a bit around the back of the country park in where you can just it's just like the, the, the I say beach, the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sitting there, I had a, I had a crate, of, crate of beer with me. It was, yeah, and I remember sitting down and I just, it was, it was getting dark. It was, and I remember just thinking, I don't want to be, here. I'm done, I'm done. You get to that point, I'm yeah. done, I'm, I, I am done, I'm genuinely done. Like, I can't, my, my dad was dealing with that, my mum's now in this mindset, there's no one I can speak to, everything I've relied on doesn't work. I have no other way. I'd, unless unless someone can convince me, which which isn't going to happen because I'm not asking for help. Yeah. I have no. There's only one way out. There's only one route. So what had happened was I'd started drinking. Um. Obviously, crying my eyes out. I was having full blown convers. I was having a full blown conversation with myself, just saying, get it done. Just just end it now and then. And I always remember walking, um, towards the water literally while still drinking and I got I got up to about my knees <laughs> in Camilleos is fucking freezing but um, thinking just keep walking just keep walking just keep just keep walking I remember just saying in my head just keep walking just keep walking just keep walking and then suddenly these these this couple I don't know what, what was doing at that time around that area just shouted over me and I just remember coming out of this zone which I was in it was almost like I just like part of me had just come out of me yeah and I stopped I remember just thinking what what, what, what the am fuck I am I doing what am I doing yeah and I turned around and um, the guy obviously the couple who was there I think it was with a dog if I remember correctly and then they they brought me back and was like are you okay they'd seen I'd been crying and stuff and the guy was like, was he doing what I think he was about to do? And I was like, yeah, I've had enough. Okay. I'm done. So it, this conversation quite easily could not have happened. Yeah. Um, and ev- all my best friends, my mum, my dad, everything was irrelevant. Everyth- I just didn't care. I didn't give, I didn't give a shit. My, my main focus was, well... See you later. Yeah. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Um... And it was again. It was a build up of different things. Everything I relied on was gone to to try and bring me back. Um, yeah. So I and then obviously I went back from that. From that, I had to go to work. Obviously, continue going to my job. And then it was how I got over it. I suppose if that if we go into that in terms of your next question, how did I go from the lowest darkest point? So what happened next? Did you go home or? I went home. Um, you tell anybody? No, no one. No one knew. I just, again, I did, I was in that mindset of, if I told everybody this, like I'm telling you now, how the hell are they going to respond to that? Do you know what I mean? Unless it's a professional, how is someone going to say? What are they going to say? It's not that they might not be able to say anything. It's just my opinion of yeah. how 
Um, and I remember just going back to work. I was completely the amount of times that people said to me from summer 2018 to the to the moment I went to New York with my cousin, Brad is everything all right? Brad, are you okay? I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. I'd be a millionaire. And my response was the same thing we mentioned at the very start of this podcast. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, all right. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm just yeah. Mm. Bullshit. It was just bullshit when I actually wasn't and then well, can you imagine if, if one of your workmates at the, at the coffee thing in the morning went, are oh, you right, Brian? And you went, actually, do you know yesterday? Exactly my point. I was point. about to walk exactly into the Exactly my point. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Exactly my point. Did it go on? Oh. <laughs> so, and yeah, I, again, being a very, even though I was in that mindset, I was still a very proud person. So for me to be like, to tell you how I, to, to that point anyway, yeah. to tell you that, um, I was never going to tell you that. So, <laughs> um yeah, so again, if you'd have asked me between summer until December, I'd have be been a millionaire in terms of the amount of people yeah. asked me what's going on, Brad. Yeah. And when you, it's almost like the, the routine side of it. So if you do something every day, you get used to it, don't you? It just yeah. becomes natural. So me waking up every morning and she not being there, just it, even though it's a negative routine, it just, you just, the mindset was, okay, yeah. she's not there. Yeah. Okay, I come home and she's not there. Okay, something great has happened in my life, but I can't tell her because she's not there. Um, so how I got over it is weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Obviously, everybody has their own ways of getting so, over it. Yeah. So you went from there. Yes. So you went home, didn't say anything, yes. didn't tell anybody, kept it a secret kind mm. of thing, mm. which doesn't help because then you've got that thing on your shoulder, aren't you? Of, yeah. Oh, I wonder if anyone finds out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's what I went through. I went through that. I went, like, I went through years of pretending I was all right. But then I'd go, oh, maybe if something slips out one day and I, I mention it and then all hell will break loose. Do you know mm. what I mean? But I just want to pick up on that point where you say you went into this kind of zone. and Yeah. Because I remember, I, I, I've i never really been in that position. Mm. I never really got there. I've been close. Mm. I've been quite close sometimes because... You know, I, th- I thought my life was going great. I had a wife, I had a career, I had yeah. a place to live, and I thought, fucking, finally, cracked it. Yeah. But inside, I was just a fucking, I was a disgrace, like, do you mm. know what I mean? And I remember sat on the sofa. I mentioned it in the previous podcast. Um, I remember sat on the sofa, and my wife was going, talking at me. I didn't even hear what she was yeah, fucking yeah, saying. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she had, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, bye-bye. Mm. And then I, I, she left, and I sat there, and I just went, Boom! Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, actually, I was in my dressing gown in my <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, fuck me, what the fuck's just happened? Mm. And it's it's amazing. You just it, it, it's like this thing of it just kicks you up the ass and goes right. You need to fucking sort your life yeah, out. Yeah. You need to do it right now. You have to do it now or it's game over. Yeah. And like like you did, you know, I I went right. Now's the time. Mm. And obviously. The rest is, you know, I went to got help. I went, I went professional. I right, went, right, I went therapy right. in that yeah. first. Yeah. Because obviously my my kind of stuff is a lot of childhood stuff, but yeah. and that kind of thing. So I went professional first, and then obviously mm. I got involved with a mental health group and stuff. Mm. But how did you kind of go from where you were there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knee, knee deep in the Humber, yeah, to where you are now? How did you cope with it? What did you do? So yeah, obviously, don't get me wrong. Even the in the time, I know I keep resorting back to from summer two thousand eighteen to December because that is the that's when the main thing is the main yeah. 
obviously the main events happened, but don't get me every day I woke up and was like, I still don't want to be here. The only difference was I didn't drive to the, <laughs> to the <laughs> fucking, to the Humber, but uh, <coughs> every day. Mate, I am in a world of pain. <laughs> drink everywhere. Um, yeah, I, I just remember still waking up thinking, yeah, I don't, I, I'm still not interested in life. I'm still like. So what changed that? So, I, w- I was like, right, let's try, let's try, let's go traveling, let's let's go on a holiday. So I went to New York with my cousin Jamie, and um, it was just a break from obviously the whole work thing, the whole relationship, just a break from the things that I relied on, which didn't work. And went to New York, had an amazing time, and then there was one night where I thought about my grandma heavily, very heavily, um, obviously under the influence of alcohol. Um, we don't condone this, kids. Yeah, anybody <laughs> listening, don't do this at home, um, or in New York. And um, Jamie, had, Jamie had fucked off the people I was with, had, had gone, was all having a good night. Um, and I started crying again whilst walking. And... I remember going into McDonald's, getting my 20 chicken nuggets, as you do, <laughs> my, my Kirk, as you do after a night out. And um, I remember w- walking into um, Times Square, because that's where we were staying near it. And um, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I sat down. Times Square was dead, so it was weird anyway. Um, sat down. And I remember this This is this is how I got over it. So... I remember being sat there having a full-blown conversation with myself. It must have been about 40 minutes to an hour. Anybody looking at me would have thought, what the fuck is that weird? It's three o'clock in there. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I remember being sat there and I was just literally talking to myself, talking to myself, talking to myself. And I remember thinking, do you know what? Like Everything I'm going to do from now on, everything I'm going to do, work, writing relationships friendships everything i'm gonna do in her name Mm. on her behalf because my grandma wouldn't want me sat here yeah i know what you mean yeah just dwelling upset yeah yeah yeah. dwelling on it on the verge of joining her (laughs) um (laughs) she won't no all joking aside she would just she would just give me the kick up the ass so I made a decision that night, and it was almost as if I was having a full-blown conversation with her. She might as well have been sat next to me. Um, and I remember just thinking, do you know what? Get, as you just said, kick up the ass, going, Brad, everything you do from now on in 2019, change your world. Change it. Just completely change it. Everything. Your work, your relationships with people, yourself. Yeah. Everything. Do with positivity just be fucking kind to people. Ask them twice if they're all right. Don't like, oh yeah, I'm fine. When you clearly know there's something, no, ask them again. And just be fucking nice to people. And I was just like, everything I'm going to do in 2019 is going to be done in your name. Everything, especially with the writing as well. And then I remember after having that conversation with myself, I woke up the next morning, honestly, and and, and this is going to sound cheesy as fuck, but it's the truth. A different person woke up. Yeah. Completely different person woke up. I remember that day to a point where even Jamie was thinking, like, fucking hell. Like, I was super positive. I was ready to go. I was like, come on, let's, let's go and be out. Let's go and be a tourist for the day. And ever since then, ever since just sitting down for, for an hour, yeah. 
twist, not twisting, that's the wrong term, turning all that negative energy, reminiscing on everything you've been through to the lowest point and coming through it, turning it to posit- positivity and doing it in, on, on behalf of her name. Just honestly, because I know my, my mindset was thinking, well, what, what would she want me to do? Well, she wouldn't want you to be knee deep in the humble. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly, man. So, from that moment on, from just sitting down and thinking, right, okay, your work is shit at the minute. You're in a shit situation at work. You're in a shit situation with your writing. You're in a shit situation with friendships and relationships. From your point of view, it might be not from their point yeah, of view, yeah. but from from my point of view, that's that's just fucking go for it and turn it on its head and be positive and. When you're doing all this stuff, just remember that she's looking down, going, "Come on, Brad, come on, Brad." I really, come wish, on, Brad. I really wish Tim was here. Honestly, he, he, honestly I, I always think there's certain parts in your life where things happen, and it's a sign from something. Like the couple found you on the night. Where yeah. the fuck did they come from? Yeah, no idea. Do you know what I mean? What it's just random. Like, it's where the fuck dad. did they come yeah. from? And like that conversation you had in your head up there. Mm. I bet. She, do you know what I mean? It's that it's that divine intervention. In Times Square, New York, having a full fucking blown conversation with a person who wasn't there. And I bet she heard you. Yeah. I'm not it's spiritual my... or anything like that, but <laughs> I, I really wish Tim was here. Honestly, honestly, man. I, and I, I remember after it, I felt like a huge weight come off my fucking shoulders. I remember going back to the hotel. I remember walking into the hotel. Even the receptionist was like, are you okay, sir? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I am. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, I can actually turn around to you and be honest and say, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, everything's going to be all right. I'm all right. Mm. Went to bed, slept like a baby, woke up the next morning. Jamie was still pissed, bless him, <laughs> doing my fucking head in. <laughs> and I just felt re-energized. I felt re-energized. I felt, okay, I've had that conversation. Don't get me wrong, that conversation was the first of many. Yeah, so yeah. like these conversations with myself kept happening they do occasionally even like now like if I ever get into a point where it's like a, a lot of negativity comes my way I just have that conversation with myself and I'm like no Brad you know it's, it's alright it's yeah, right. just, yeah. just take a step back don't, don't result into something like booze or drugs or whatever it is what people go to just take a step back and think okay right this has come my way Reflect. how do I resolve it mm. how do I resolve this positively if you're having an argument with a mate or if you're having a bad time at work, instead of thinking, oh, fucking hell, getting yourself down for ages and ages and ages about yeah, it. Yeah, going home and... And having that build-up. Yeah. Having the build-up. That's the worst part. Yeah. The build-up. Yeah. Don't let it dwell. Resolve it straight away. And that that's the mindset I've taken ever since that conversation in New York is just talk about it to the people closest to you. If you can't do that, just with yourself, take a step back and just think, okay, this is my th- these are my problems, right? This is everything I've got to be negative about, right? Right now, how do I turn that into a positive? How do I turn that into a positive? Fuck booze, fuck drugs, fuck whatever else. How do I turn this round? And then I obviously for me, it's different for me because in my mind, my grandma's going, yeah, you've done that, Brad. Well done. Yeah, you've done that, Brad. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Now go and have a drink and reward yourself for fucking turning all those negatives yes, into positives. That That's everything from 2018 to now with writing, with friendships, even this podcast today, that is my mindset of everything. Just going in with a positive mind. Obviously, there, there are going to be times when the, 
no one's no one's yeah. away from it completely 100% but again it's going to sound cliche but life is too fucking short so be positive enjoy your life it's like when people ask me Brad why do you do all this like are you travelling and stuff like that I'm not going to get a chance to do it again you could literally walk out of my house now and get mown down exactly I'm never I'm never going to like and like in, I always like I've got like I mentioned, I, I read a lot now. I never used to. Well, by the way, I'm selling uh, free books. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to that in a minute, mate. Dory, I'll, I'll, I'll allow you five minutes to plug your shit. I'm joking, man. I'm joking. <laughs> but mm. I, yeah, I, I just like I'm ex- I'm a I'm a big believer in what you said about turning obviously negatives to positives and that kind of thing. I had a very similar conversation with myself on the sofa mm. in my dressing gown in my <laughs> underpants with my life just if going. It works. It works. But what the fuck has just happened? Mm. And, I, I I say it all the time, you know. I, I spoke to my mum and they started sorting that out, and then I spoke to Benno at the gym, and that's how we kind of met. And yeah, Alex, yeah, yeah. yeah spoke to Benno at the yeah. gym, and but like like you say, like I always, I, I'm a, I'm big on reflection now, like just, mm. just from reading mm. about stoicism and stuff like that, and a bit more philosophy. I'm a big big believer in reflection and learning your lessons from situations, yeah. and then taking what you learn from that into your next projects for you it's like a lot of inspiration comes from grief and a lot of yep. inspiration comes from people around you and stuff mm. like that I'm I'm the same like if I'm having a really shit day I will literally go to the gym and within two minutes I get talking to someone I've never spoke to before at the gym yeah. and you get to know people like that and, and how good do you feel after oh, it? Man, do you I feel after? fucking amazing after an hour at the gym yeah. and yeah. oh do you know what like we, we've started this thing called Saturday Club which is like last mm. I would say the last two weeks I've been a bit up and down. I think it's because of, I mentioned on the last podcast about my job. I've gone from days to nights. Yes, yeah. And I'm really struggling with the transition and I've been a bit up and down and we have this thing called Saturday Club where we just, all the boys get together, yeah. lift some weights, have a bit of banter, mm. you know, have a bit of a laugh, take the piss out of each other, mm. go for Nando's afterwards. Yeah. And, do you know what? It just picks you up. It and does, it does. This has happened to me today. Right, what mm. can I learn from this? Yeah. What can I take from that into my next kind of thing? and it is a lot of inspiration like I've used suicide and mental health awareness and stuff because I don't want people to go through what I went through and be in the situation you was in yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean I've, mm. I'm, I've, I've been quite lucky where it's actually it's, it's been going okay and mm. it's just that thing of I, I want to I want to use my friends as inspiration Yeah. everything I do now is inspiring people to, to go out and talk more and yeah. go see a therapist it's not fucking honestly just, you, you just do what we've done yeah uh, for an hour I, and 18 minutes yeah well mate, obviously <laughs> you I, just do what we do I obviously I didn't go down the route of seeing a therapist I didn't because obviously I was convinced again people deal with it in their own way but absolutely not everything works for everybody yeah I was just convinced at the time no one um, could help me because it was too heavy on them yeah but myself but myself yeah. so again everybody deals with it there's no one way to deal with it that that'd be the message I'd pile there. There's no one way to deal with it. And I would also say if you do have anybody close to you who is um obviously in a bad way or very ill at the minute, specifically a, a grandparent or anything like that, again, the cliche saying of life is too short, spend fucking time with them. Go out oh they live in another city or oh, they live in you know, a mouth fucking go. Yeah. Seriously, I promise you. Because once they're gone well you'll find out for yourself I guess but honestly my message would be it really is life is spend more time with them put more of an effort in I promise you it'll be worth it 
That's... I always say that. Do you know what? Don't live life with regret. Like, which I did. Which yeah, I did. So life. I've I've learned from it. So. Learn to learn to live with reflection and use 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 negativity to to push your positives. So what's the future for you, Brad? Obviously, your writing's taken off. Yeah. So yeah. you've you've gone from what I want to get across is mm. out of something so I mean being in the Humber. Yep. I want, like you've gone from that and you've turned it around. And mm. you've, you've you've gone about. I really want people to understand that from that point you can come out of it. Yeah. So um, what's, what's your kind of future? My, from from a mental health yeah. point of view, obviously, yeah. keeping that positivity, taking a step back, using my method, which I have for myself. And what, what I found as well in 2019 and 20, I've met people who have been in a similar situation to me. So if I can keep, because I've, I've done it, because I've been through it, if I can help them, which I always will anyway, yeah. just from the per- sort of person I am, then I will. And so my, what does the future hold in terms of mental health for me is spread the positivity around, surround yourself with a close circle, keep positive. Anybody's, you know, got any negativity towards them in life, look after them, speak to them, let them handle it in their own way. Just keep an eye on them. You don't have to smother them or just, just, just keep an eye on them. Um, and just, just be positive and obviously, don't regret time as well. Spend time with family. Spend time with your best friends. Don't, because obviously, honestly, when they're gone, unfortunately, yeah, they're gone. It is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah in terms of writing, obviously, there's a massive positive energy towards that as well. Now, I'm hoping to uh, publish the book officially um, with Waterstones. It's either going to be summer this year, or worst case scenario, winter. So again, all in the name of my grandma. So yeah. I have a reason to do it. There's a push behind me. And I'm in such good spirits now, if you like, yeah. from where I once was. But that's only because I've gone through the motions um, and I had good people around me. Obviously, my mum is my absolute rock. So if you're lucky to have a, a mum like I do, then you are blessed. Obviously, I'm good. I have a good relationship with my dad now. So surrounding yourself with good, positive, sensible people, and having a method of dealing with negativity and just having a, those conversations with yourself as well. That's uh, that's that's my routine. But obviously everybody has their own. So yeah, just mm. stay positive. That's my next step in terms of my future. Stay positive, do what you're doing and spread it. This is the big thing about this new series is I want real people to come on and tell about the real experiences because mm. people learn from people's stories. No, thank you for sharing that, mate. And I know it's You're it's welcome. it's obviously from from where you was to where you are now. You can be incredibly mm. proud of yourself, and I'm sure the people up there are looking down and are incredibly proud of yourself. Yeah, and yeah. best of luck with your writing. Thank, and, you, and, mate. Um, thank you, Everyone, go follow him on on Instagram. Go give him a follow. He's on my Instagram as well. If you, if you, if you if you follow that as well. But mm. thanks, Brad. You're welcome, mate. Appreciate sharing. And uh, but thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Mate. Thanks for listening, everybody. Obviously, leave your reviews and subscribe if that's available to you. I'm going to try and get it out tomorrow if I can, because I am on my deathbed, so I've got nothing to do today. It's Uh, not all a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you all in a bit.